Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. And welcome once again to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and we are sitting at the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Tom, you doing all right? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. You always ask me how I'm doing, and I really appreciate the fact that you so lovingly care for my well-being. Well, you know, I care about you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No matter what Andy says, I care about you. Well, speaking of Andy... Yeah, good we, segue, huh? D- wonderful. You're doing a great co Almost like a job. pro. Um, and so we have Andy McNutt back. A- Andy is our uh, former Southern Baptist preacher. Yes. Now Catholic. Welcome home, Andy. Oh, thanks. And welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Glad to be here. We so appreciate you coming back this week to uh, spend some more time with us because we had such a good time talking last time. Yeah. And we thought we'd get some insight from you. Our show's going to really be about being a fired-up Christian, and in our case, being a fired-up Catholic and what that's all about. Great. You were on the, the journey home with Marcus Grodi. Right. And you had a call-in question. Tell me about that question. He had a caller call in. I think he was from Las Vegas, and he was asking why there aren't more Catholics excited about their faith because when he when he hears stories of converts and converts are excited about their faith and he's he it where he was he weren't was not seeing very many catholics that were excited you know you can answer that in so many different ways i think that that was such an intriguing question i thought well you know this would be a great topic for a show we could do a whole show on basically just being fired up and what's that mean not necessarily just for the catholic but for any christian you know, what does it mean to show your love for Christ? I mean, is it just an internal thing? Is it a, is it a sort of burning embers, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is it some fired-up explosive uh, response? And apparently this, uh, this caller from Las Vegas uh, was wondering why he didn't see any, uh, you know, Catholics that were excited and fired up about his faith. I mean, I, I think... I think, Tom, have you ever run into that? I've run into that a few times. Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, you'll, you'll show up and you'll sit in the pew and you'll be waiting for mass to start and you'll look around and everybody's kind of ho-hum and then mass will start and people are still ho-hum and then mass is over and guess what still they're ho-hum, ho-hum except they're on their way home right <laughs> you know and so i can i i've experienced that in a lot of uh things that I may, it made me pause and sort of reflect i mean is that the nature of being catholic and what has your experience been andy well you know i i think that that it's not just a catholic problem i think there are people in other religious traditions or christian traditions that experience the same thing. I remember seeing several people uh, when I would preach a great sermon. I mean, I never preached a bad one. But <laughs> Now, your I, wife told you it was great, right? I mean, And you thought it was great, but maybe they didn't. <laughs> well, I don't know what their problem was. They, but sometimes they would look at look at me like I'd smacked them with a dead rabbit or something. They, they just z- zoned out. And, <laughs> I've not heard that expression. No, I haven't either. That's that would one. be a Southern Baptist expression, Andy. I'm not <laughs> maybe, sure. Maybe just an East Tennessee one. That's there where I'm from. So. But, th- yeah, I, I don't that was a great sermon. Why aren't you more excited? Why aren't you just ready to walk down the aisle and talk to me after the service? Nothing. But I guess, you know, we have to admit and understand that so many people are in so many different places mm-hmm. on their own little personal spiritual journeys that we don't know where they are. And, you know, typically like in the Catholic faith, you'll get somebody who's a convert. And I work with the RCIA program at my parish. And so that's the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. 
And so frequently you'll get, you're, basically you're dealing with converts, people coming from another faith tradition, becoming Catholic, mm-hmm. and they're excited about it because they, they want to do it. In fact, in the Catholic Church, it's a six-month process, <laughs> so you better want to do it, otherwise you're not going to sit there the whole time. And they're usually very fired up and excited about it, and they want to spread that when they get it. You know, They're on fire. You know, and so the converts usually have a lot of zeal, but the you know the, the the cradle Catholics don't necessarily have that kind of zeal, and that's a sad thing, I guess. Sometimes, yeah. And, and as a parent, I'm wondering that about my kids. My kids are now being raised Catholic, and so everything's going to become, I guess, common to them mm-hmm. because they're they go to mass every week with us, and they're going to go through learn all the the rubrics of the mass. And so, what happens when they're in their teenage years or when they're in college years, is it going to be something they just do out of habit or just because mom and dad said to do it? Or is it something they're going to be really excited about? Mm-hmm. Well, you've posed a wonderful question. I hope that you have a wonderful answer for it. Andy, do you have that answer yet? <laughs> I don't. I'm still working on it. I try to take the time after mass to talk with the kids and I try to encourage them during mass. See if you can out sing your old man and yeah. just try to get them involved in the mass and, and explain things to them but without being too preachy or teachy yeah a lot of it's going to be to me it's going to be example you, you, people your kids are going to follow your example yeah and uh that's probably where a lot of what we see today is coming from well my own situation i was a cradle catholic and you know we weren't really fired up in our family and i didn't understand my faith at all so a lot of it was for me was knowledge just lack of knowledge of what we believed mm-hmm. i didn't know what we believed and so you know i was right for the picking as my evangelical friend said you know <laughs> when i was uh you know out of college and 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 in a career and he said you know you're you're ready to, you're you're spiritual you want to find jesus you just aren't finding him where you are mm-hmm. you know and so i like he said i was right for the picking he plucked me and i was born again and then i was all fired up you know uh, but really, the most fired up I ever got was when I started realizing the truth, where the truth was found. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just a phenomenally exciting thing. And then I was all full of zeal, and I don't think I've shut my mouth since I've reverted back to the Catholic Church. Okay, now, since that happened, have you gone out and shouted in the, uh, up on the pulpit, or have you had, uh, had conversations where you're shouting at people about your faith? Well, we don't shout in the Catholic Church. That's, well, that, part of it is, don't you think, culture? I mean, don't you well, think we no, have a culture a of, of uh, reverence or uh, solemnity or uh, just being quiet and reflective? That can be, but you know what? I think that we can get as excited as anybody else can. Oh, you yeah. know, I don't think I would ever be on the street corner yelling. I don't know that that works for any particular and, and faith trust tradition. trust me, we don't want to see that. Yeah, you don't want to see me do no, that, absolutely. No. I understand it. Maybe you. Andy, but not you. That's right. Well, he probably did it better than I did. I bet I he did. did. Practice. <laughs> That's right. But I uh, but I do get excited. I mean, I do. When I talk, I have, every once in a while, my, my wife will give me a little elbow <laughs> on the side, and that's my cue to tone it down. down. <laughs> tone it down. You're just a little too enthusiastic at this point. Well, My whole point in all this was I think the majority of my excitement came from the knowledge, just the sheer knowledge of the truth, mm-hmm. whereas before I had no concept. I had nothing to get excited about. Yeah. And I think when you're saying, have you really truly shouted or gotten excited, I'd like to think that's what this program is. Yeah. You know, the Catholic Cafe radio program was, was, was born out of my desire, along with a couple of others who got together and said, you know, we really need to sort of just proclaim the truth of Jesus and just let people know what the church teaches. Yeah. And that's shouting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I just have a lot of tubes and amplifiers and whatnot to do all the shouting work for me. Exactly. So, Andy, in terms of you and your, your kids and 
you're thinking like, well, how am I going to make sure they don't sort of fall off the, the truck, as it were, mm-hmm. as they get older? Um, I've got nine kids. I love to tell people that. I know you do. So I, I only say that because that makes me think that I have a little experience in the in the world. Just a tad. And, and one thing that my wife and I decided was that for me, the way I was raised, I very easily lost my faith because I don't think I really had any faith. It's not my parents' fault. It's just the way it was for me and the way the church was and, and what it appeared to me and what was taught to me. I didn't really have any faith because I didn't understand the doctrines, didn't understand the teachings, and I, so I couldn't live the faith. So I didn't have it. And so one of the things that my wife and I said was, you know, we need to make sure that kids know the faith. So if our kids are going to leave the church, and you know when they all have free will, God gave us all free will. So if they all go hauling off to college and you hear those horrible numbers like 90% of all college students lose their faith, you know, you start thinking, well, as long as they understand their faith, if my kids leave the faith, they're going to know what they're leaving behind. Hmm. Because when I left the Catholic Church... I had no idea what I was leaving behind. Because trust me, if I'd have known, I couldn't have left. I couldn't have left. That's true. So in what you're talking about, Andy, you're talking about helping your kids understand what's going on there. How old are your kids? Ten, eight, five, and two. Four. I've got four kids. Great. So you're teaching them the faith. They understand the faith, right? I mean, that you all have discussions in the home. You pray in the home. Oh, yeah. We pray together, and, and that's something that... We've always prayed together, but we've, we've made it more intentional and read the lives of the saints together. We, we, uh, we're talking about Lent now. We have little questions that we, we read and we have family meal times together. And, and just I'm trying to do everything that I can because now I realize uh, more than ever how important it is for me to get my family to heaven. Yeah, I guess I need to qualify that. I don't mean that I'm trying to buy their way in or earn their way in. But, but as the leader, spiritual leader of my family, to do everything in my power to point them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, we live in community. We live with each other. We, you know, God has put us on this earth as a group of people, as the body of Christ. He gave us two hands, and those hands are there to help two other people get to heaven. So you're you're helping to let them know and explain. You know, you're explaining the faith more. You're helping them to know uh, what it is they believe or what Catholics believe. Sure, and you know when when there's a television program that all their friends are watching, and there's a lot of this competition. When when we turn the TV, I said, "Well, we're not going to watch that program." I want to explain them why, from a faith perspective, because maybe there's something that's questionable morally on there, or, or something that you're just not ready to see. That I'm trying to explain these things, not just because I said so, but this is why. And also, the things that my wife and I watch, we need to make sure that, well, Dad, are you watching something that's questionable? And because they are going to follow our example. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I, when I teach the baptismal prep classes, I'm talking to the, the new parents, and one of the first things I say to them is, you know, do you go to Mass every Sunday? Well, we go most every Sunday. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, your kids are going to grow up and go most every Sunday. You know, yeah. if you swear a lot, your kids are going to swear a lot. If you drink a lot, your kids are going to drink a lot. If you eat a lot, your kids are going to eat a lot. And if you go to Mass a lot, if you go to confession a lot, if you receive the Eucharist in a state of grace a lot. That's exactly what your kids are going to do. Right. And that's the best way that we can, you know, profess our faith to those kids. So we're going to come back in just a minute and we're going to talk more about how to keep our faith fired up and keep it alive uh, with uh, Andy McNutt here. But first, I want to remind everyone about our website at www.thecatholiccafe.com. And at that website, you're going to find wonderful information. We've got MP3s of this and other shows. We have podcasting. And we have lots of links to other great websites all over the World Wide Web. 
And also, I'd love to hear from you. Love you to email me at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Joan of Arc was born in the early 1400s to a simple family of peasant farmers in a tiny village in the northeast of France. For a time, St. Joan's life as a child was like any others. She was one of five children, and she learned the skill of keeping a home from her mother. In testimony offered 25 years after her death, priests, friends, and former playmates spoke of a pious little girl who would spend hours in prayer, faithfully attended church, and frequented the sacraments. But soon, her life would change in a very dramatic way. Starting around age 12, St. Joan started to hear voices. She identified these voices as those of St. Michael the Archangel, St. Catherine of Alexandria, and St. Margaret of Antioch. Her unearthly friends soon revealed their purpose in visiting her. St. Joan of Arc, this simple, ignorant peasant girl, was to dress as a man and go to the King of France to offer her assistance in the retaking of his kingdom and to stave off England's attempts to take the throne of France. Obviously, St. Joan received much in the way of resistance from the local church, from friends and family, and from the military. But in a show of great courage and steadfastness, in the face of opposition, she finally won out. At the tender age of 17, St. Joan of Arc was granted a small army to command. What followed next was nothing short of miraculous. Starting at the Siege of Orléans, she rallied her army to a series of stunning military successes, at the culmination of which the King of France was rightly returned to his throne, with St. Joan standing at his side. Unfortunately, however, even with this success, there were still those who hated her for helping the French king. She was captured by rival forces. After months of imprisonment, she was put on trial by a corrupt bishop who hoped that the English would help him become an archbishop. Though she was a faithful Catholic, she was uneducated and knew little in the ways of theology. She was easily tricked into making condemning statements about her beliefs. When she refused to retract her statement that the voices of the saints and angels directed her to take up arms in defense of France, she was condemned to die as a heretic and sorceress. St. Joan of Arc was burned at the stake at only 19 years old. In a retrial, 30 years after her death, she was completely exonerated of all her alleged offenses. She was declared a martyr for the faith. St. Joan of Arc was canonized by Pope Benedict XV and is the patroness of soldiers and of France. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and we are here again in the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe, Tom. Yes, we are. Fired up. And are we, uh, are we ready to... Uh, We're fired up. You know how the waitresses always get fired up to uh, wait on our I table? I think our waitresses keep getting fired, and that's the problem. <laughs> we have a different waitress every time. <laughs> Who do we have today? Amy. Amy is dying to uh, have her name mentioned and uh, 
get that refill for you, I think, um, Andy. I, what was it? Two sugars or two no creams? Sugar. He's uh, a no sugar. No sugar. No sugar. Actually, today I'm going to try something different. I was going to have some uh, echinacea tea. Echinacea tea? I don't know. We may have to go across the street for that. I'm not <laughs> to sure. To the Starbucks? <laughs> Amy, will you get She said, okay, she's giving us the thumbs up. It's, it's going to be taken care of. Well, that's Excellent. wonderful. Well, now that we got that behind us. Yes, that was a big deal. We want to continue on with our conversation about, about being fired up. Uh, and so, Andy, you come from that Southern Baptist tradition. And I do know that some of the denominations, not necessarily just Southern Baptist, but some of them will get pretty uh, uh, fired up, you know, in the preaching, you know, hallelujahs and amens and whatnot mm. being uh, bandied about. Is that what maybe that caller was kind of hoping that Catholics would participate in the guy that called from las vegas that time when you were on uh, the journey home i think so I, I think he was looking just to see to see more expressions of joy on the faces of the people he was coming to mass with and uh, when people that were willing to talk about church things and jesus things outside of the walls of the church yeah, because I think that's what he's seeing in other religious groups. Do you think he was maybe experiencing that himself, and he was kind of wondering or wishing or hoping that maybe he'd have somebody to to, to share that with? I think so. I think I think he was looking looking for people that were as excited about his faith as he was. Well, now that you've been on sort of both sides of the fence, we'll say, have you seen that there's really any fundamental? No pun intended. Difference between when you're a fired up Southern Baptist or when you're a fired up Catholic. Are there fired up Catholics? I know there are fired up Catholics. I've seen them. Lay lay persons and, and people in holy orders and religious all over the place. There are people that are excited about their faith. I, I see them everywhere I go. Maybe I'm just lucky. But their sense of being fired up, is it different than the sense that you might have experienced in, the, in, a, in a Protestant denomination? Well, I think we're going to express it different ways. You know, in, in mass, you're not going to have people walking on top of pews, and you're not going to have people shout, standing up and shouting and in, in, in excitement over their relationship with God. But I think there is still, uh, there can still be that excitement. It's just going to manifest itself in different ways. And that's, that's right. There's <laughs> still a, an, an intrinsic sense of joy, you know, at the coming of Jesus in the Eucharist. It's just so profound. Absolutely. You I know, guess you just have to know what you're looking for. Right, and that's the thing that, that that grabs me too. You know, when 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 we know what we have, whether you're a Baptist or whether you're Methodist, if you have Jesus, you've got everything. And as Catholics, when when Jesus physically comes to us in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and that host is elevated, we're bowing our heads, we're we're on our knees, we should be on our face, just my Lord, my God. And, and that's something that should fill all of our hearts. And maybe, maybe we don't all realize that. I do remember hearing a, uh, in fact, I think he was a, a Baptist gentleman who had said, you know, if, if you Catholics really believed in the true and the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, you know, you'd think that the line for communion would go out the doors and down the street. Mm-hmm. And yet we seem to, like all the other denominations, have a little bit of a falling off of attendance. Or a falling off of, of excitement. It's not just in, in Catholic churches, but in, in other denominations as well, that uh, there's such an entertainment culture that people want to be uh, entertained or stirred emotionally while they're in their respective worship spaces, that when that thrill is gone, they're gone. You know, I, And you hear things like, well, I, I just don't get anything out of church, or I, I'm just not getting anything out of this place, or I don't particularly like that preacher, or... I don't like that priest, so I don't go to his mass. 
and that's not why we go to church. I remember specifically in my own personal experience, I remember thinking, you know, I just didn't get anything out of Mass. And it's all about what I got out of it. Or mm-hmm. it's boring. I, well, that's right. And I right. think that it, as a kid, if, I'd a, if we'd have had Father so-and-so dress up like a clown or if we'd have had, you know, a rock band sitting up there, I'd have been a little more attentive. And so some people might think, well, why wouldn't we want to add that to our Mass? And your point being... That's not what Mass is. Right. That's not why we're there. We're not there for a rock band or even for a priest. We're there because of Jesus. We're there to be present to Jesus, to offer ourselves uh, as a living sacrifice to him, and to commune with the God who created us. I think we've all also sort of lost a sense of reverence and a sense of worship. You know, when you worship God, I mean, you're, you're putting God way higher than you are. And nowadays in our culture, we're taught in every form and fashion on television and the radio, except for this program, of course. Uh, you're, you're, we're told that, you know, we are basically our own gods. You know, we can decide what we want to do with our own bodies. We, we, we can pleasure ourselves however we wish. We can eat any kind of food. Uh, if we can take certain pills to help ourselves do this, do that. You know, that we became, basically are totally masters of our own domains. You know, and it's like we've lost the sense that there's something greater than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there, and I think that's translated into our our religious aspect, our spiritual aspect, and so we've maybe some of us have lost the sense of the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God. Yeah, I I I, I, def- I agree. I, that's what I'm seeing myself, and and that's why I want programs like this are great because they help people to see and to realize, hey, you you've got something special here in Mass. You've got something special in the Eucharist, and, and it's more than just a really nice ceremony and with nice music. But this is a chance to be present with your God and, and have that, that sense of something beyond yourself. Even in, in a, only a limited understanding to know that there's something bigger than yourself and you're going for this hour on Sunday for that reason. I mean, that would be huge. And we want it to not only be that hour every Sunday, but to grow. You know, Absolutely. as Catholics, we can go to Mass every day. All the time. A daily mass attendance is it's you know growing and growing, and a lot more people are realizing what's there and why we go to mass, and that's a wonderful thing. But you know, my thought is again, my take on all this in terms of why we aren't fired up all the time is because I think a lot of us just don't know. Right. We just don't know what we have. Right. I believe that too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is they don't know. I think the folks that do walk out and don't come back, they really don't know what they left. And if they did know, there's no way they would. They would leave it. Oh, absolutely. If they if they truly understand what it was that we have as Catholics, they never would leave. I think we already know what the prescription is, but how do we get that fired up, born again feeling back into our lives or back into other people's lives? And I think that's teaching. It's yeah. talking. It's spreading the faith. It's, it's the gospel. Yeah. It's ultimately what Jesus was doing when he was here on earth, walking around, preaching the gospel. That's what we need to do. And when people realize what the church teaches and then they live that, well, I mean, you can't help but get fired up. Exactly. It spreads. It's, it's viral in nature. You can't help but start to do it more and more. And then other folks see that and they think, well, that guy's kind of excited about this. Let me just kind of find out what, what he's all excited about. Because anytime there's kind of a raised level of excitement about something, people take notice. Yep. They want to know more. They want to know what you have that they don't have and they want to sort of get some of that for themselves and I think that that's exactly where 
where we as Catholics and all those who are listening who are not Catholic need to step up and start to live our faith and not just on Sundays. That's the, the danger, I think, is to go to Mass or to go to Sunday service and then you leave it at the door when you get on back in the car. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you experience that a lot as a, as a pastor when you were a, a Southern Baptist? Oh, absolutely. We, we would remind people. I, I can remember sermons where I would remind people that you walk out these doors, you're still a Christian. <laughs> and you're 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 just going into the mission field, you know. Here in the four walls of this church, we all believe the same things and we're doing the same things. But when you go out there, it's you're still Christian. You don't take the Jesus shoes off. You're you're still gonna <laughs> you still need to be living for Jesus, and you still need to have a relationship with God outside of this building. And sometimes people just need to be reminded. So how do we do that? I mean, for me, it's been self-directed education. I love to read about the faith, and Andy, I know you told me you do as well. What kind of stuff do you think we should be reading? Well, we've got we have so many resources. It, it can be overwhelming how many resources we have as Catholics. Not just the modern stuff that's out there, all the great books and CDs and MP3s and, and radio programs, but also we have all the the doctors of the church. We have the the liturgy of the hours, and we have umpteen million different prayer books and and saints and. Everything, any possible way you can think that you would want to relate to God, commune with God, there, there's already an outlet for that. You just got to tune into it. You know the, the various devotions that we have, the Rosary, they're they're all out there, and so you know, pick one. Yeah, tap in on something. Find something that uh, that that suits your lifestyle, suits your needs. Uh, pick it up and start working on it. If that means you want to learn how to pray the Rosary. You know, go to thecatholiccafe.com and listen to our show on the rosary. Find out more about it. Start praying the rosary. Mm -hmm. The huge, the vast number of writings of the early church fathers. You know, you can pick up one book from one church father and spend a week in it for a wealth of information. Absolutely. And all the different prayers, all the different uh, uh, liturgies that the church has, ways you can participate. It's awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Get the book Rediscovering Catholicism. I got to plug that. I know we're not supposed to plug anything, but why get not? That book. Matthew Kelly's book is a wonderful, great, wonderful, great book. book. Great book. And that's written at a time when the church is rediscovering itself. The yeah. body of Christ, the people are. The yeah. church has always been here. Church knows exactly what she's doing. Yep. It just takes us a little while to catch on. <laughs> yep. You know, and and rediscovering Catholicism is a wonderful example it of is. how you can rediscover that faith. That was, that was always intended to be there from the early church on for 2,000 yep. years has been there for those who knew how to tap into it. Yep. You're right. So, uh, Andy, we thank you so much for coming by and spending some more time with us. And we're certainly going to have you back again uh, if your schedule permits. You're such a very important man and so busy. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to get you uh, scheduled, but we'd love to have you come back. Would you come back and join us sometime? Absolutely. I'd love to. Well, wonderful. So let's uh, do as we always do. We're going to close this program in prayer. Heavenly Father, you call us to be active and practicing believers in a world filled with doubt. Help us to be fired up about our faith. Let our hearts burn with your love, so much so that everyone around us can feel your presence among us. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.